I thought that I needed to know my exact purpose. And here's the thing, especially in the early stages, when you get started, you may not know all of the vision. You may not know all of the purpose. Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless Podcast, where you will learn the mindset, strategies, and the tactics in order to develop a full-stack life. Yo, yo, what up, Mindful and Ruthless peeps? Sagi Schreiber here. I'm a designer and entrepreneur and the host of the show. And our guest today is an extremely successful entrepreneur, a best-selling author, a fellow podcaster, a motivational speaker, but most of all, he's my personal life and business coach. He grabbed me for my worst entrepreneurial moment, and he pulled me and helped me put together the vision that I see come to life every day that passes and that really builds up my success. Ladies and gents, it's my pleasure to present to you Calvin Wayman. Let's get my phone ruthless. Welcome everyone to the basically the first ever official mindful and ruthless interview when today we have Calvin Wayman. Calvin, what's up, man? Dude, this is the first official. I didn't know that. That is freaking awesome. Um awesome. I am honored, my friend, and just super pumped for this. I just want to introduce Calvin. So Calvin is but in in the most objective way, um, he's the best-selling author of Fish Out of Water, an amazing book. He is an entrepreneur, a high-achieving, super successful entrepreneur, the podcaster with an amazing podcast called Curious with Calvin Wayman. He is my personal business and life coach, and and you're a polygamist a child with four moms. So let's kick off with that. Let's let's talk about that for a second because I know that's something that uh, you talk about. You you have been talking about lately. So yeah, so in a way, I th- I guess I'm I it wasn't born into anything very like conventional. It was normal to me. Like it's everything that I knew. Like my friends and family are polygamists. Like we've been my family's been polygamists for several years back. And while I no longer subscribe to that religion or that school of thought, uh, I loved my upbringing. It was. That had its pros and its cons, but the I think the cons definitely or the the pros definitely outweighed the cons. Like there was a lot of love to go around. You always had somebody to play with. Um, but my parents were very all of my parents, all five of them were very uh, very conservative and didn't uh, didn't want us to interact much with the outside world. That did a couple of things. It did make me a little bit socially awkward. especially as I wanted to be more entrepreneurial. But what it did that I'm super grateful for is it trained me from a very early age to figure shit out on my own. And that was perfect for my entrepreneurial DNA uh, to, to like, I graduated high school when I was uh, 16 in the States. It's normally 18 because I could like go at it my own pace. And so that part was good. It was a big culture shock when I went to college when I was 20 because I'm out of all... 50 plus in our family and plus before that I'm a first-generation college kid and so that was a big culture shock and I got to see how awkward I really was but yeah it's just it's just a part of me it's what's created me and it's helped me become the entrepreneur that I am today so um, I think the best way to start is maybe we should talk about um, entrepreneurialism and and having a vision because a lot of people are just like finding themselves you know all over the place and And the thing that right totally so vision's important, but I think uh, uh, something to touch with that is 
is so many people that are listening or watching, if you know you, if you're watching this, you probably have entrepreneurial tendencies already. You know you want to be. You know, you might, you might even know you need to have a vision. But then there's this thing like, what the F is my purpose? Like, what does it feel like? What should I do? Like, you might be what's called multi-passionate or have different areas that you want. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. But that's exactly where I was, is I... I thought that I needed to know my exact purpose. And here's the thing, especially in the early stages, when you get started, you may not know all of the vision. You may not know all of the purpose. Uh, to kind of answer your question, like kind of where I came from, the reason I related to you so much is I started in a similar spot. You were like, I'm in this situation right now. I want to be an entrepreneur on my own thing, but I'm in this situation yeah. that I'm not really happy with. I know I want to kind of do my own thing. I want to go here. I don't know exactly what it is. And I'm like, bro, I got you because that's exactly <laughs> where I was, except I was just still stuck in an employee job. And I, the only thing I knew was yeah. I hate this. I don't want to do this cubicle thing anymore. I don't want to do this desk job anymore. I want to be an entrepreneur doing my own thing. And one day, after a long week of like strategizing, it was actually a, a, a long week, but then a weekend where the company got together and like strategized a new plan for the upcoming week and the upcoming quarter, I remember how yeah. not excited I was for Monday. Like I was not excited for the, a week coming up, and, and I should be. That's when we rallied together. That's when we're like, okay, we're going to crush this. And I remember being so dissatisfied, and then I did exactly what, you're, what you just said. But I worded it this way. I didn't even know it was called a vision at the time. But what I did is I just sat down after I was done, <laughs> after I got pissed. I'm, I'm a journaler. I've been journaling every day since I was like 17. And I wrote down everything what's making me dissatisfied at the job and stuff like that. And then I asked myself something interesting that I don't know where it came from, but I just asked myself randomly, but what would I be doing? Like, if I could do whatever I wanted, what would it be? And I literally just listed it out and wrote it in my journal as though I was writing my journal <laughs> in the future as though it was happening. Uh, yeah. Something that you do, like, right? Something that, I've, that I incorporate all of my one-on-one -on -one clients. Like, I, I call it declaring it. So you're, it's almost like you're bringing it into existence. And it wasn't as specific as I, as I want. I didn't know that I, that I wanted to have a social media agency or a book called Fish Out of Water, for example, or and things like that. But I did say I'm going to such and such place to speak on social media. I am doing crazy races like Spartan races, and I've since done a 50-mile ultra marathon, which is two marathons in a row. Or I said stuff like, yeah, I'm getting paid to travel. And, and I said those things that I wanted to do. So here's, here's the key. When you start your vision, first of all, you need to start it. Like Get, even if it, get as specific mm -hmm. as you can for what you know. Now, here's the problem. A lot of people after they set their vision, think that all the steps leading up to it have to be crystal clear. And you and I both know this, where I'm going with this, because I talk about it in my book yeah. and we've had it in conversations. And that is like you can't have everything A, B, C, D, E, all, all the way up through Z. That's what I thought I needed, yeah. but it's what kept me stuck. All your vision is, all it really needs to be is like a guide to the direction that you need to move into. And then you basically say, okay, you, you look and say, this is where I am right now. What is the next right step 
closer to get to that. And there might be several right steps, but ask yourself, what's the next step from here? And it was very clear for me, like I knew that I wanted to be an author. I knew I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to do all those things. I didn't know the specifics of all of them. But there was one thing that I knew was very clear. That was not being an employee. So my first next step was quitting my day job. It was scary, had a frick load of fear. I didn't know what it was going to do, but I was like, but is it going to move me closer to that vision? That was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I think, again, for me, but before I got to that point and for many people that listen, we get caught up in perfectionism and wanting it to be exactly right before we get in the game. But I'm telling you, the fastest way to grow is to burn the boats, take a step, because when you take a step and you have to figure it out, have to figure it out meaning you're not willing to go back and you're looking forward, that's yeah. when you generally do. And it's just crazy how things start to open up and then that vision as you're on the journey gets clearer and clearer and you're like, oh, own business means Periscope, which means social media business. Wanting to speak means being an author, which means writing the book Fish Out of Water. You know, And it just comes closer and closer. But you'll never get that clarity just sitting yeah. on the sidelines. So having a vision's huge. Start it and then take a step. Yeah, man. I mean, I think fuzzy. it's so thought-provoking probably for a lot of people listening right now. Um, and and the thing that you're saying is like, you know, burn the boats and stuff. It's like exactly um, one of the things that um, even before we started working to, together, I had this thing called commit first, carry out later. Um, and, and it's exactly kind of like that, but to the, to the utmost extreme that you actually decide that you're going to do what you're going to do. And that's one of the things that you're doing right now. And I want to just, um, because probably a lot of people can go back and, and, and read some of my stuff or listen to some of my uh, uh, stuff where I talk about how we got together and built the vision and stuff. And I'm also um, now teaching people how to build their own visions. And um, so it's going, to be, it's going to be great. And probably the people, everybody listening to this watch, right now, watching this or can, can find that. But the thing is, I think what you're doing right now is so damn exciting and I want to, I just want to talk to, to you about that because right now you okay you you did you declare that you're going to be a millionaire and um, yeah and that's you're so committed to doing that that you said I'm not gonna shave until I do um, yeah it's getting a little bit long I need to I need to <laughs> speed things up but yeah yeah and and the thing that um, you know we we had this uh, very interesting conversation um, about you you know um, doing all the all your content that you're doing and and you're you're producing so much high quality content but just because you weren't an entrepreneur for the past seven years or so then you know you you still don't have the traction of of that crazy millionaire um, or that crazy all those crazy entrepreneurs you know with like when they post a video and it goes viral automatically um, so but the thing is you're not moved by that and you're you're basically saying, and you told me that I think in, in in similar words. You said, you know, I'm telling the universe that's what I'm doing, and I'm I'm you know I'm making quality content, and I'm doing this every single day. I'm just showing up and doing it, and I'm not gonna stop until I'm a millionaire. And um, it's something that you know the universe just just can do whatever he wants. But I'm saying I'm making a statement to the universe. Yeah, I'm going I'm to outlast it. So yeah. Um, y- 
Dude, that you're giving me goosebumps because just because the the context of the conversation where I just barely where you had me talk about my beginning point and then the universe thing is so huge because it's crazy how the how it felt like. By the way, if you would have seen me like four years ago, like universe talk was not in my vocabulary. <laughs> There's like that like I was not spiritual or anything in that way, but it's to the point now that I I can't. That's the only way I can can describe it. But the the what you're explaining is like the magic that comes from taking action. It's almost like that action is the language of the universe. Meaning you're you're declaring it, and declaring it's awesome. But that's the first part. Like I, I'm sure I don't know if in Israel you guys are familiar yeah. with the book yeah, The of Secret. Course, of course. It was a pretty big thing. Here, yeah. the law of attraction and everything, right? So it's there, but I don't know if anybody's ever felt like a, a little bit like, yeah, that makes sense, but can you really just sit on your butt and do nothing? And the question is, or the answer is, of course you can't. And for me, what has really made things fall into place is when I've visualized it or, or declared it and then took steps toward it. And continue to – it's almost like after you make the, de- the declaration, the universe then asks you yes or no questions. Is this what you mean? And you're like yes or no that way. And to me, that's how I explain obstacles too. It's almost like you, you go in a certain direction and what's the automatic thing you're going to get? An obstacle <laughs> in that direction. And so it's almost like the universe putting that in your way. And if you hit the obstacle and turn around, then it's like, okay, cool. I didn't want to give you something you didn't want. But if you're like, no, that's what I wanted and keep on going – then like by the time you pierce through that it's almost like <laughs> here's all this stuff like that might be getting i might be getting super metaphysical right now i don't know why i'm going here but that's just exactly like what it's felt like and that's why i have the beard uh even before the beard i started a youtube show called millionaire case study while i was still like 30 grand in debt and uh didn't even have my own my first business client yet and i called it millionaire case study by the way, uh, something I didn't tell you yet, it's, um, um, it's not even announced on YouTube yet. It's announced on my podcast, but the YouTube channel isn't announcing it until mm-hmm. probably a couple of weeks that I actually changed the name just to, I heard. Just to make it I heard on your podcast. Uh, more specific. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Making so it's now called Making the Millionaire. Just so people, people realize that an entrepreneur, like I, I'm a big believer in that you can create yeah. your own reality and like – I don't think you have to be born a millionaire, so to speak, or born an entrepreneur like some people in my space do because I wasn't born a salesperson or born anything. I was awkward and stuff like that. So the making piece I wanted to just have in there so people realize if that's something they want, whatever it feels like they're called to do, they can actually become that and make that the reality. This is t- totally, I think, uh, you're, you're talking like, uh, you know, all this universe talk is something that just not enough entrepreneurs talk about, right? Um, but you know what? The most successful entrepreneurs just, that's how they work. And, you know, Tim, Tim story, um, the, the Tim story was, uh, like, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so he, he was like to anybody who doesn't know who Tim story is, Tim stories, um, uh, uh, was Oprah Winfrey's coach and like Kobe Bryant, I think, or Dallas Tim Grover anyways. Uh, so he, um, but Team Story was working also with Drake and stuff like that. Anyways, um, he's like a coach of very, very successful n- people. Um, and and he, he's like this kind of like preacher. And he said, um, he said, I'm a miracle attractor. 
he said, um, people don't believe in that, but I super really believe in that because once you start attracting miracles into your life, whatever you, you attract into your life by your actions, then it's exactly what you get. So I made, took action to, to make miracles happen. And now I'm just a miracle. I just became this miracle attractor. I am a miracle attractor. And he made the whole crowd say it like, and I'll say, I'm a miracle attractor. And like the whole crowd was kind of like saying it, it was very strong. Um, I love it. No, what you're getting into right there, just to, uh, to go deep in that, if people think that that's a little bit too, too crazy or over people's head, like it's been known in, in science and even in psychology and stuff like that for years that the thing that is the, probably one of the strongest things in the, one of the strongest needs in, in humans is the need to stay consistent with your own beliefs and your own, and your own identity. So if you s declare something like that and you get to the point where you say it over and over enough to believe it, I am a miracle attractor or I am a millionaire or I am an entrepreneur or I am a successful person or I am worthy of this or I'm going to – you start to believe it. Then your, your subconscious, your, your identity and everything wants to pull you into that direction to make it, to make it real, to make it the reality. So it's super important. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm totally, like, I think it's one of the most important things that I have learned in the previous, you know, seven months of working together because um, my first, the first time I, I kind of like took the leap and brought you on, um, like, you know, into, like, I like to describe it like as I'm in the ring and you're on my corner kind of thing. Um, and I, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm doing so fine right now. Just like the impact was so strong. Um, only you know even on the first week of working together that i said i got this and i believe so strongly that this will work out that i i you know along the way along the past seven months i brought in a few more people to my corner and um yes and, and that's something that michael jordan had like seven or nine coaches something insane for different different parts it's really really yeah, smart i'm saying like you know it's it's like an investment and it's a crazy investment with money i don't have but right now, um, you know, I'm, you know, here we are, like, you know, and, and we're talking and, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Um, and, uh, like, you know, what's fine, you know, what's super fucking great. <laughs> it's like, um, everything's right. great. And, uh, it's like, um, you know, I just got in this mastermind, uh, with, with Pat Flynn and, um, that's going to be yeah. so awesome. And it's, it's, you know, it's not only awesome. For me, it's like a dream. <laughs> you know, it's like having totally. having Pat Flynn in my corner. That's crazy. And uh, and so totally crazy. So yeah. So I I think that uh, and the money right now I needed to in, I needed to invest in Pat Flynn's group uh, was was again another kind of leap for me. And it was it, because you know that's he chose fifteen people out of all his. <laughs> followers which is like hundreds of thousands and and you know that the guy is super busy he needs to you know take good money for what he's doing and you know so i i didn't have that money in reach um but i did it anyways and right now the thing that i'm preaching to a lot of other people kind of is you know if you know that you have an investment you need to take in order to grow your life or your business just fucking do it um just you know just yes. going to debt for that that's good debt um and Right. Yes. Um, so, talking about that, um, you have a program right now to get people out of debt. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, it's something. Yeah, it, and it's not. And, I, and I'm glad you made the distinction because there's some programs out there that teach people that all debt's bad, and that's not necessarily true. The problem is, is the thing that really kills people is their expenses, and when their expenses go too high. And the more debt you have, the higher your expenses generally yeah. go. And the reason that's bad is is you're taking away from your your ability to grow. The higher those expenses are. But with good expense, meaning it's a debt that's learning more, then the income portion can actually grow and get bigger. So, yeah, so I'm actually really pumped about this. It's been a lot of fun. I'm, we're, this is only our second weekend. It's a six-week nice. boot camp. We did it once in January, and it was awesome. This time around is even better. Uh, I have about 15 people that running in this one too. And, yeah, that's the whole thing is, like, getting people together and, like, getting their finances like figured out in a very in some ways very counterintuitive but i'm excited about it we'll see we'll see where it takes yeah people. man i mean i i think that anybody gets to work with you someone actually did it it's as in an, is it, I, okay so that brings me to another thing right um we're jumping off of subject that are all connected um but i think it's okay um one thing you told me back then was in order to find a good coach, because a lot of people right now are maybe asking themselves, okay, so how can I find a good coach? How can I find someone who I can like, you know, trust that will get me to where I want to get? And uh, one thing you told me was, whoever you choose, just make sure that uh, one, they're in the same game as you, right? So right. huge. And two, yes. you can come. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah we well, yeah. trade places with them. So what you're saying is like, because I remember this because you were like, I have options now because now that you were open to the possibility of having a coach, uh, you talked to a lot of people. Yeah. You like some people had different ideas, and I was like, "Dude, this is just the beginning." Like, the more you grow in business and entrepreneurship, no matter what you do, if you're doing something, for every one thing you do, you're gonna have like ten or twenty people giving you opinions on yeah. how you should do it. Like, if you want no opinions, just sit around <laughs> and do nothing. So the question is, how do you know what to do? Like, this goes not just for coaching. But for any advice that you take, but certainly for coaching. So um, we'll use it specific to that. So how do you find the right coach? Or how do you take – how do you know if you should take advice from your dad when he's saying this or from a business partner that's saying this? There's really two important questions that you have to ask. The first question is, if you're thinking of taking advice from someone, is, is this person in the same game that I am or at least the game that I want to play? Are they in the same game? Yeah. Right. This was super important because I remember uh, like there's there's, I guess, coaches that are like certified that went to school <laughs> yeah. to be coaches. Very cool. But are they going to like relate to my nervous breakdown that I had because I had five cancel or five clients cancel or that my wife is really pissed at me because I've been focusing so much on the business <laughs> and all that stuff? Like, do they not just know coaching techniques? Do they get me because I've yeah. been through that? Like. Like there's that for, there's that piece. And that's what really connected me to my original mentor is he had failed a lot of times in business. And so I was like, sweet, I want that guy because he's going to have experience yeah. that I can relate with. And then the second question that is also important. So number one, is this person playing the same game I am, or at least are they, or are they in the same game that I want to play? And then the second thing, would I trade places with them? That is an important one. Both of those need to be important or need to be a yes. Uh, something else that I think is interesting is what's not in those two questions. What's not in those two questions is does this person care about me? It can't be that because you'll have 
some of your closest friends and family <laughs> give you advice. <laughs> and they're not doing it because they're jerks. They're not doing it because they don't like you. They're doing it from the, for the exact opposite reason. I remember when I told my mom, my birth mom, because uh, I have four moms, right? <laughs> so I remember telling my birth mom that <laughs> I have to make that <laughs> distinction, right? Um, that I was going, that I decided that I was going to run uh, the 50 mile ultra marathon. Yeah. And her response was the advice that she gave was not what I was expecting. I was thinking, like, this is my mom. She's going to, like, support me. She's going to be like, wow, that's crazy. You go. But instead, it was like, no, that's ba bad advice. Don't do that. You'll die. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, don't die. I read something at the very least. Like, it can make you sterile. If you run that far, you won't be able to have any more kids. And she did all this yeah. stuff to scare me, right? Now, why would she do that? Did she do it because she didn't like me? No, it was for the opposite. She cared about me. But I had to ask myself those two questions. Was she in the same game? My mom is not a runner. So, like, if she was teaching me how to cook a Thanksgiving turkey, it would have been different <laughs> because – or some other holiday dish because she's yeah. in that game. And then number two, would I trade places? Not in that area. I would not trade places with her there. So those are two very important things. Is this person in the same yeah. game that I am? And would you trade places? If you wouldn't trade places, move on, find somebody else, or take advice from a different person. Yeah, man. I mean, that's so important. Um, and by the way, just for anybody here selling things online, um, especially high-ticket offers, it, I think this is something that it really helps me with sales. Um, just because that, that advice is like some people were coming up to me in, in sales calls for my uh, design course. And they're like... But Sagi, you know, you have your competitors, right? And and some of them are even like le like have been uh, teaching more time than you have. And I'm like, great. Well, you know what? You can go there, and I'll just give you one advice, one piece of advice. Like, um, you should not choose what course you want to go to, and you should choose your teacher for this course. And that's and and the way you should choose the teacher is I don't care if you choose me or someone else. I'm just telling you the way I do things. I choose them by one. Are they in the same game as me and have pr produced success in that game? And two, can you relate to my values and can, would you trade in my shoes? Um, True. So totally. if, you, if you relate to me and you know, you know I'm in the same game as you and you want to be where I am, then great. Come, you know, come uh, learn with me and come be in, in touch with me just because... I just, you know, I, I, this is not just me teaching you like a four-month course. This is me actually guiding you along your journey. And now we're going to be in touch and we're going to be buddies. And I'm going to help you out and be basically accountable for your success. So um, if you want me on your corner and me on your side there, um, then great. That, like if you relate to me, that's the best thing you can do right now. But if not, go to anyone else you can relate to more. That's why it's really cool that you're with Pat Flynn now too, right? Because he is such a a mentor and such a like somebody to aspire yeah. to like having somebody like that, that you for sure would like, he's definitely in the game. He's been in entrepreneurship, crushing it for a while and you absolutely trade places yeah. with him. So yeah, that's just awesome. You can't help. but Yeah, man. I mean, that's so much of my, you know, my thinking because he's also, he has a family. He has two kids. Um, he's, um, he's like living the family life and really, really cares about that deeply. And, um, by the way, everybody on this mastermind group is also kind of like that. Um, they have families, and like most of them, and, and they're really like, like us, you know, just like they have families. They're high-achieving entrepreneurs, um, 
And another thing that actually connects to this is something that, um, you know, I chose to work with you just because also, not just, but not, but just because also that, um, you know, I want to surround myself with people that are way far ahead of the game than me, um, but not too far. Like, you know, like, like I can't, right now Pat Flynn is, is in a way too far, but just, just because I, I now can see where he's going, like, in a way, you know, but. It, it yeah. needs to be real. You're totally right. I've had the same thing. Like, yeah, you can learn from a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tony Robbins and stuff like that. But I'm t like, if you can relate to somebody that like was just barely where I was like six months ago, then they know all the cheat codes and the shortcuts because they just went through it and they'd be like, no, do it this way. Oh, you're writing your book. I just barely did. Like, don't learn from somebody that wrote a book 15 years ago. Not only did they forget, but it's a different world. So yeah, if you can find somebody that's just like, I call that like the power of inexperience because everybody talks about like experience is so good. But in a way, uh, if it's too far removed experience, then the relatability is cut off, which is tough because then you don't have the, a way to communicate that or, or to learn from somebody. So that's a good point. I like that. So, all right. So we, we've been talking about, um, about like committing first, like, or like burning the boats making a lot of choices. I want to bring it a bit to the mindful and ruthless kind of part of it. Um, yesterday, I had a discussion um, with uh, two of my buddies. Um, and basically, um, like, and I have these discussions all the time. People are stuck in a way in, in something that is so, um, so demanding. Um, when I was with my partner, um, like, well, David, he he was like a great guy and and a very good person, and we built a business together. So we kind of like had we were already committed to one another. In December two thousand and sixteen, which when, when it was when uh, you and I first talked, I understood from our talks that I needed to leave him. That my gut feeling is telling me I need to leave. This is not good for me, and it's not going to end well as well. But I knew that I'm just not going to do it. You know, I'm just like. Too much fear going on. Too much. Uh, I'm going to be a failure. I'm going to have to find a job now. And I told myself I'm leaving my day job and not going to find a job. So hey, like I'm not giving this a chance enough. Um, if I'm a real entrepreneur, I need to go into depth. If I'm really believing what I'm doing, I need to take a loan. Um, and I haven't done that yet. Meaning I haven't done everything I could to save this business and make it work. Ta 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 ta. Um, I'm a bad communicator with David, my partner. And if I leave him right now, it's my totally my fault. Um, and I beat myself up so bad. I'm like, I'm going to let him down. And I didn't want to let him down. Um, and also I said, you know, I'm the guy with the family who doesn't have enough time to work. Right? You know, so um, it's like everything was on me. Kind of like, you know, I was and, and I was like, so this, this thing following my gut feeling was just not there. And so many people are exactly in the same situation. Um, how can people get out of that? Uh, like t basically understand that their gut feeling is right and just go with it. Be ruthless. A couple things. Um, so the main thing that people get cut, caught into is focusing on the short term instead of what they want long term. So one of the ways to pull out and start listening to your gut is instead of thinking like, what do I need to do right this second? Ask where do you want to be in a year or five years? And I think that's probably what helped us guide that, that conversation with you is like, well, 
in five years or whatever, do you see yourself with a dual brand or your own brand? You're like, well, I want to create my own brand and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's, so pulling out of it yeah. that way will help too. Also, yeah. just practicing acting on your own intuition will help you guide it. Like, and acting on it is like trusting it. Even when you're not exactly sure, you assume that it's true and act as though it is true. That, that, that's what your intuition said. And then the final piece, and I use this, say this last because I think it's so important it's something that has helped me so much with like getting clearer to my core and my center. And that is, I can't take credit for it. I stumbled on it and then I learned from that there, this is something that so many super successful people do around the world. And I'll just use the words of Oprah. She was like, if you're trying to f get connected to your soul or what the next step is, get extremely still, get extremely still and quiet. How long? as long as it takes. And so uh, the thing that I do that is that I'm a big fan of, in fact, I enjoy it so much that I start to crave it. I'm still going to be two months before I do my next main one. But one of the things that I'm a big fan of is totally disconnecting from even stuff like this, my cell phone in the digital age that we're in and get with just yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like you did, you went to that like meditation retreat and stuff like that. Like, connect disconnect from all of your obligations and all the outside world so that you can get connected to you every yeah. time i do that well honestly the first little bit is agonizing like if you do it for the first time it might feel like this is so weird your brain is not going to know what to do because it's usually hyperactive and is very distracting and wants yeah. to do something it's just like what's going on and <laughs> but if you do that for a couple of days then you get to a point where it just settles down and peaceful and you're like, what should I do next? And that's how things have come up. That's how I really stuck to my gut where it was like, start this business, write a book with this title, start a podcast, do a program this way. That's where it all came from. So yep. that's been, that's something that anybody can do is like disconnect, get silent, give yourself a, a weekend for two or three days with nothing but just yourself. And that's a good way to connect to you. That's totally something that I think is um, is is like gold. Um, and you pushed me. You you pushed me to do that uh, weekend. Yeah, um, and it's I like know I'm you so busy. Quarterly. Yeah, I do it quarterly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want to probably do a bigger one. I don't know if I'll do a, a bigger one this next time, but I want to do like a five or a seven day man because it's so insane. Especially the more you go in this thing as an entrepreneur, you're like, I'm so busy, I can't do everything. And I always yeah. remind myself of a, of a quote that I've learned in meditation that is something like, everybody should meditate for at least 10 minutes a day unless you don't have time, in which case you should meditate for an hour. <laughs> so everybody should meditate yeah. for at least 10 minutes a day unless you don't have time, and then you should meditate for at least an hour. And I was like, what? So if you feel like life is too busy, then that's probably more of a reason to do it. So that's why I love it, man. Like, it just you just slow down and get clear perspective and be like, okay, I'm good. And then move forward. Totally. And, and that's one of the things, by the way, the first thing, uh, one of the first things that Kelvin told me that I should start doing right away as soon as we met was start meditating. And yeah. um, I've been in touch with a Buddhist, uh, uh, like I've, I've been meditating before in my 20s, but I haven't been meditating for, for, for like seven years up until I met Kelvin. And he's like, dude, you should meditate. Are you crazy? Why are you not meditating? I'm like, 
why am I not meditating? You know, it's <laughs> in my blood. It's like I, 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 all my 20s I've been meditating and it was awesome. Why have I stopped and, you know, why am I not doing it? And as soon as I started doing medita- meditation again, and that's part of the mindful here and mindful and ruthless. There's an app called Calm. Calm. Totally. I'm a big fan of that. There's also Headspace and stuff, but if you're new to it, I still meditate every day. I'm going after my, my longest streak right now without breaking a single day. I think it's right now set to 56 and I want to hit 60. So no I sh- way. I'm going to hit that this month. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, and, and that's, I think meditation is an amazing tool that everybody can start using right now. If you're watching this, listening to this, download Calm and start meditating right away, tomorrow morning. And it's only 10 minutes. It has yep. like the daily Calm. You press play. Yep. Unplug for 10 minutes. You don't have to sit in a lotus position disconnected from the world. Just like sit in your living room or even on the train or whatever um, yep. and just do it. Um, so that's one thing. And the second thing is you pushed me for that weekend. And it's so counterintuitive, again, in a way. <laughs> um, and you're like, but Sagi, when, when was the last time you disconnected from everything in your life and just like took a couple of days for you? Like no kids, no wife, no nothing. And just like no social media, no nothing. And I'm like, dude, Probably I haven't never. done that for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Um, it, because 10 years ago, I did my that me- meditation retreat. And and now like I haven't done for 10 years anything on my own with no social media, computers, uh, family, kids, anything. So I just did it. And those couple of days were super, super inf- insightful for me. It was just the last days of 2017. And um, that's where Mindful and Ruthless came from. It was uh, just like I went in there to think about who am I and what am I going to do in 2018? What community am I going to grow? Because I knew I was going to, uh, I wanted to grow a new community. Um, and yeah, I was just looking for that name and for for the values of that community. And I'm like, my phone ruthless. And that came in, inside a meditation um, that happened one day after I came back from that retreat. So yeah, it was amazing. So I think that... Um, all right, just wanted to take a short break here. Um, if you listen to this episode all the way here, it means you probably find value in it, right? So, well, I wanted to just let you know that this is a weekly show and it's published first on the Mindful and Ruthless Facebook group as it's recorded live. Yes, this is a Facebook live interview and it basically allows you to interact with the speakers and myself and ask questions as we're recording the podcast and we are trying to answer all of those questions so if you haven't already be sure to search and join the mindful and ruthless group on facebook i promise you you'll find amazing value in joining this community as long as basically joining a community with a lot of other amazing entrepreneurs so all right back to the episode okay what books what books do you do you recommend right now for anyone so right now, to, for the context of this conversation, since we're talking about connecting to your vision and connecting to what you're, you're, you're calling and, and like being able to like concentrate and stuff like that, two books that have helped me quite a bit this year that I really like. One of them is called Deep Work. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. It's really about – in fact, I might have gotten that as a recommendation through, the, through a meditation through Calm – but it's just how to get super focused, cut everything out in your life. And again, it's a counterintuitive thing because we live in a multitasking society. And, it, and we have so many different things that we're juggling. So it feels bad to say, do no, only focus on one thing right now. Like literally drop everything 
except what you're focused on right now. And the counterintuitive thing is that's actually the way to get to what it is that you want is by dropping everything except the thing you're focusing yeah. on now. So there's that. So deep work helps you with focus. Cool. And then another one that helps you understand like the process more and, and things of that nature. And so that you're not so worried about like achieving right this second, but know that if you're in process, you're getting closer, you're good, is a book called The Practicing Mind. So I, like I haven't heard of Practicing Mind. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I like it. You okay. like it too because I know – I mean we both have the same yeah. DNA. We're like, yeah, I know this is cool, but I want more and we're achieving. And so it's just cool to be like, yeah, if you're getting this mode of like practicing and you can like get in this state of flow – yeah, awesome. Cool. So the practicing mind. Awesome. And a uh, recommendation for podcasts besides, again, your amazing podcast, Curious, which uh, I, curious. I, I don't know um, because it's, it's just like a podcast that is new, but it's like you're a natural. You're just like on the high end of like the way you. I see it. You're up there with Pat Flynn and, and, and JLD. Like that's how I see it. Well, the main thing that makes it easy is just doing, keeping it conversations that I genuinely want to have. And so that makes yeah. it fun. But besides that, I... I'm a fan of Tim Ferriss's mm -hmm. podcast because based on this whole conversation, he just really focuses on like finding some gold nuggets in the conversation. It's also kind of open-ended, meaning it's not just a set thing. Yeah. I love our boy JLD. You know, in fact, he's even changing his though now. He just changed his format after like a bajillion episodes <laughs> uh, where it's more open-ended. But I'm not a big fan of structure. I'm kind of countercultural that way not really into like this is the one right way and so so tim ferris i like it for that i also like i like joe rogan's podcast quite honestly uh it doesn't have a set flow he has a lot of interesting guests okay. and it's just real conversation cool. uh just like i try to do for mine cool. so yeah tim ferris's and joe rogan's okay. cool so i'll put them in the show notes of course when this episode goes live so we talked about books podcasts and youtube channel that you follow I don't really follow any YouTube channels right now, okay. actually, except my boy Gary, Gary. B. So, cool. yeah. So if I'm if I'm wanting to unplug or not, even not unplug, like just to learn, yeah. like that, he's kind of he's he's been my mentor from afar. Just my my favorite thing to do is to watch Daily V and watch him have conversations with other people that are in the game, like playing entrepreneurship or they're in hip hop and stuff yeah. like that, and seeing how he talks to them and the conversations that he has just to get into his mind to see how things tick. So if I, if it's a YouTube channel, yeah, Gary awesome. Vaynerchuk. And one last tip, and that's completely uh, for me, and I'm sorry everyone who's listening or watching, but probably you're interested in the same things as I am. Um, so what's the best tip for me that you have when I'm going to launch this podcast? Good question. What's your main goal? Well, to... Awareness? awareness and yeah to get it to as many years and as possible so probably your very best way to launch this is is through your own audience yeah. right like that's going to be the people that you yeah. want to see it i would launch it like i launched my book which is they didn't know what was coming they just knew something mm -hmm. was coming and i did it like on a facebook live so if you like do this like big launch day and you tell people that you're excited about it and, and you like drop hints and people are guessing the, and like create anticipation and have a day that's there. That's what I would do personally. Um, if you wanted to pop that, that really helped my book yeah. pop. Like just telling people it's the best thing that I've ever done, my thing that I'm most excited about and it's dropping and gave them a date. Then I had like so many people coming 
And I think I even did something like you want to be there this time. And, and one thing I did do for people that were there live is anybody that bought a copy of my book. I don't know how you would do this with a podcast. Well, I'm sure you could actually. But I was like, I was giving away products. And if they bought a copy of my book and showed me a receipt, everybody got a raffle ticket that could win like an Apple computer. Oh. <laughs> but if you – but if you uh, by the way, the caveat was a certain number of book sales. So it was literally no money out of my pocket if cool. we hit the goal. So you could do something like that. But, um, but if you gave everybody a raffle ticket um, for any time they subscribed or screenshotted, yeah. that would be cool. But what I did for people that were live is anybody that screenshotted it then – and gave and showed me uh, their receipt. Got five raffle tickets, okay. and so that just really made people like jump on it right cool. then. So I really like that. Awesome. That was fun. All right, I got some great ideas from that. So thank you so much. And lastly, where can you find you, Calvin? The best way, um, CalvinWayman.com. Right. You can just reach out to me there, CalvinWayman.com. But if you're on Facebook, find me at Calvin Wayman or Instagram is something I'm going deeper into. You can just find me searching Calvin yeah. Wayman. W A Y. M-A-N, like that's the way, man. <laughs> Show me the way, man. All right, so Instagram, CalvinWayman.com. Curious with Calvin Wayman, the podcast, right? Making the Millionaire on YouTube. Yep. You should totally watch that. And, and man, we have so much more to, to discuss, but I know you have to run. So thanks so much, my man, for coming in. You're welcome. And, I mean, you just dropped a lot of uh, what JLD calls value bombs. So <laughs> I just uh, think a lot of people got a lot of insights. Yep, you're welcome, brother. This is awesome. Can't wait to hear it. And congratulations on right, what you have going so on. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love if you could help me out and please rate this on iTunes. This is a new podcast, so reviews on iTunes go a long way. And also ensure that more people will just get to enjoy it. You only have to do this once, not every episode, and it has a tremendous impact. Also, if you haven't yet, I would love to invite you to join the Mindful and Ruthless group on Facebook, where I host this show live and also share so much more with the members of the community. This will be a chance for me to get to know you better, and I love connecting with my audience. All right, so until next time, remember to be mindful and ruthless. Ruthless with your gut feeling. Ruthless with your journey. Don't let anybody take you off your path, my friend. Keep on, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace! If I could do whatever I wanted, what would it be? So if you feel like life is too busy, then that's probably more of a reason to do it. Get extremely still and quiet. How long? As long as it takes.